Yeah, I think we should start with how we're the worst. Yeah, no, we're fine. So, a lot's happened since the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. We went on our honeymoon. That's true. Honeymoon in Iceland. It was pretty great. Would recommend. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't, uh, they don't think about little Iceland up there as being a honeymoon destination. For example, my mom saying every week, going to Iceland still, huh? Gonna be cold. It's like, yeah, that's why, it says, that's why it's Iceland and not Warmland. She was real worried. Well, I've always heard that, that, that Iceland and Greenland were named the opposite because it was a Viking trick. Oh. That like, oh yeah, Greenland. But Iceland was pretty green. Yeah, I agree. So that was... That's... It was green and cold though. Right. But that was the the ruse. Yeah. Is that Greenland was actually all icy and Iceland was actually pretty green. Listeners, if you live in Iceland, uh, tweet at us and tell us because we really love your country. It was yeah. awesome. Maybe not your brown gravy that you put on hot dogs out of a tube. Dude, what is that? Oh, man. That was you know, a... since then, though, I have had a bunch of people tell me that we did not go to the right place for yeah. hot dogs. But still, I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> not go into that place. It had this, like, phallic hot dog man. Or as, woman. Or, uh, I mean, it was, it <laughs> she, was crazy. Yeah. She had big lips. This makes me think of her as a hot dog lady. Yeah, but if you look at a hot dog, do you think that a hot dog is a woman or a man? Just a little. It's just a little hot dog. It has no just gender. A little hot dog. It has no gender identity. All right. Well, anyway, so this is monologuous. Never mind. Hot dogs are male and female because you got the bun and the hot dog. Obviously. Oh, yeah, like a flower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like male and female parts? Yeah. Yeah, that works. Okay. That works. <laughs> Just wanted to... Okay, yeah, this is monologamous. <laughs> I'm Kemper. I'm Bill. And we're married. For? Oh, my gosh, since January 2nd. Who's counting? Not me. <laughs> so, uh, this will be four months yeah. of being married. It's pretty crazy, man. So, the time has come. Quarterly... Marriage evaluation. Oh, yeah. We're giving each other grades? Board of, no, it's more like a board of directors meeting. Uh, oh, we're gonna, Or like a shareholders meeting. We're going to come together and... Let people know how Bill and Kemper, Inc. have been doing yeah, as a marriage brand. This is brand. our shareholders meeting. You know, um, got some exciting things coming. Q2, Q3. Can't really <laughs> talk about Q4 yet, but I mean, looking... Outlook is good. Outlook is very high in the black, I believe. <laughs> Um, so I think my favorite thing about this year so far was going to Iceland. I mean, it was pretty great. Yeah. It was pretty great, but... We did technically get married within this year. Yeah, but that's like on a different plane. That okay. like happened on like the marriage wedding plane. Mm -hmm. And now we're in like the marriage life plane. Okay. You know, it's two different places to go. In your marriage destination. Okay. The destination of which is death in this situation. <laughs> keeping it keeping it light. Keeping and, it real here. Keeping it light and airy in this podcast. Whew. So uh, we've got some questions today from the internet. Yep. Um, a couple uh, from ye old uh, Reddit and um, one sent in by a viewer slash listener. We don't have viewers. You can't see us. Is he, he or she is a listener. Um, if you'd like to submit a question to us, you can email us at monologamous at gmail.com. Or tweet at us 
we are at monologamous, or you can use the submission link on our Tumblr page. That's monologamous.tumblr.com. The submission link on Tumblr provides a link that's uh, anonymous and one that you can leave your name on. Either way, whatever you want. Um, because I know with Gmail, you, you kind of know who, who's sending it. Not if it's senorbutts at gmail.com. At, at butts dot dot butt. Butts.butt. I like butts.net. <laughs> butts.net. What is a, a butt net exactly and how would it be designed? I guess it's just like fishnet stockings that go all the way up. Fishnet stockings do go all the way up. But like over your butt too? The same. Yeah. But they, they're yeah. fishnetty up yeah, there? Yeah, and then you take them off and your butt looks like you've sat in like a really weird lawn chair like on all a, day. Just on a waffle iron. Yeah, like you've sat on a waffle <laughs> iron. Give exactly. Me, like that waffle butt. <laughs> Ew. Mm. All right. Should we get started with our questions? Please. All right. First question from the internet. I'm in a friends with benefits situation with this girl. I suddenly got a deluge of attacks from friends of hers I'd never heard of on Facebook telling me to man up and commit to her. I ended up breaking things off with her completely. Not sure if I did the right thing? Question mark. Yeah. Friends with benefits. Ever been in a friends with benefits relationship, Bill? Um, now it's time for the truth. Truth. No. Truth time. No, I would say that it was more beginning to date and that we were friends. It was never friends a... Friends before. Friends before dating. Friends during that initial phase of dating before it was clear that we were dating. Okay, so... That's different, though. That's definitely That's different. like you have established that you like each other and you're ready to take your relationship from friends to non-friends. Yeah. But friends with benefits is like, it's this weird gray area where like you happen to make out at a party where there happened to be a lot of Malibu <laughs> and then you like happen to keep doing it. <laughs> It sounds like a very specific personal experience that you might have had. It might have been the semester where I wore my Communist Party t-shirt all the time. The one where Lennon and Marx and Stalin and whoever are like at a party and one of them has a lampshade on his head <laughs> and they're carrying around solo cups. And this was the t-shirt that said to the boys in the yard... Come on over to this party, friends with benefits area. But what is the yard? To, I don't know. The makeout yard? The boys in the yard? Do I just keep men in my yard? No, I always said milkshake reference and how... A milkshake reference? Boys are bought to yards. Oh. A I'm... milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Oh my gosh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> all right. That... I had forgotten about that, clearly, and thank you for getting on the stuck in my head. No problem. Um... So having been in a situation like this, I can tell you from experience um, that it's kind of hard to get out of a friends with benefits relationship or turn it into something real. Um, yeah, that has to be stepped up from both sides. So if, if she... Yeah, it's if, not just about you. If she didn't communicate that she wanted it to change at all, it's definitely not on you. Obviously... Well, the thing for I, this question that I find really fuzzy is did he break off everything with her oh and by the way this person told us at the beginning that he's 26 year old male but this could be anyone um this person told the girl 
Like, did he break up with her before the Facebook thing? Or did he break up with her afterwards? Because if he broke up with her afterwards, that's that's a little, uh, crepola. It sounds like afterwards, but honestly, having been the recipient of Facebook messages from friends, significant others that I don't know very well when uh, they have been broken up with by my friend, and then they... Uh, this is getting complicated. Who's getting what information? Okay, sorry, sorry. So let's say, theoretically, uh-huh. that I have a friend and he's dating someone uh-huh. and I've met the person he's dating maybe one time. Okay. And then they break up. Can we call him Schnitzel Dan? No. So Dan <laughs> Schnitzel is Dan. dating. <laughs> really love Schnitzel. <laughs> Schnitzel Dan is dating uh, Spatzel Peggy. Yeah, and, they're great together. Mm-hmm, and Peggy, then after Dan breaks up with her, Facebook messages me and says, oh my gosh, why did Dan break up with me? What did oh, I do? that's weird. Can you, you know, like, can you talk to him? Can you tell me what happened? I don't People know what happened. People just butt out. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't think it... This friends with benefits situation could have been just fine Yeah. until these... And uh, until these nanny nanny poo poo friends got in here, and I have like, a feeling Neh. that what happened is that she was talking with her friends. Of course, she was because that's was, what f- friends do. Sure, and was saying like, "Oh, I wish it was more of a thing," but you know, it's not, and whatever. And they took it upon themselves to uh, kind of shame. Go a little thing. crazy, yeah. And that you know, that I don't know. It's just not the way. That that's gonna that's not gonna be a positive thing where you can be like oh boy all of your friends peer pressured me into dating you and now it's going great. But did he do the right thing or not? I don't I don't think that we can really say because like if you really liked her and you really wanted to be in a relationship with her, presumably you would have at least made an effort at some point to want to be with her despite her weirdo friends, right? Yeah, so, yeah, did the right thing. So you did the right thing because you, in essence, revealed that you didn't like her all that much because you let her friends scare you. <laughs> well, that sound like pretty scary friends, to be honest, so. Yeah, well, I'm just glad that neither you nor I have friends who would, I assume, attack one of us on Facebook. Maybe in person. Well, now that we have marriage tattoos. Right, We yeah. can't get divorced anyway. <laughs> I was thinking you about. You have to take my skin with you. I was thinking about turning my tattoo for when we break you're just, up. You're just planning on the breakup now. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Well, that's probably good. Kind of ironing out. So the tattoos we got are Roman numerals of our wedding date. So I'm just planning on slightly modifying it into a more important Roman numeral date historically. Oh, like this is the you know, the Battle of Thermopylae. Like. <laughs> Yeah, how how is that gonna work though? Cause that was so many years ago. It was. I'll just don't. I got it figured out. I made, Do you? I made it in classics. Yeah, for me, I'm just gonna cut my arm open <laughs> and then put the little piece of skin in between two pieces of paper and mail it to you. Oh. That sounds lovely. They get real gross real fast. I'm sorry. I look forward. We're not to actually gonna do that. We love each other so much that we sit across from each other giving you this podcast okay next question all right so well i have a question for you william Mm -hmm. do you want a relationship question romantic relationship do you want a co-worker question or do you want a friend question i think 
you know, we've been on a bit of a break, and I think we have accrued so much relationship knowledge. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just, like, overflowing with, like, knowledge about the intricacies between man and woman, which planets planets they come from, like, what gender identity means per se and what it doesn't. So I'm ready. You are? T- you sound like a pompous ass. I'm ready to tackle the tough issues of the day. Okay, well, this guy is having a really tough issue. This 36-year-old male says, My wife said something really creepy and disturbing. She threatened to cut off my penis if I ever cheat on her. I think that is a really, really normal threat. And, like, the number one thing... Why do you think that's a normal threat? That's, like, the number one, like, thing that... You're uh, just taking it from the episode of Mad Men. No, no, I'm taking it from I'm a... I'm going to cut his pecker off if he gets me pregnant. No, I'm taking it from a, a short story that I read once. Of in, course. Uh, about, Here I am talking about Mad Men, TV show. Yeah, I'm trying to talk more about literature and uh, some books. This was I a, apologize on behalf of my husband to all Brits. This was a South African uh, book, short story. Actually, I don't know what South African Who sounds like. Who the hell... Let's not worry about. But as you've said before, all of my accents just sound Jamaican. They really do. (laughs) They really devolve into Jamaican. And maybe that's what I just need to go for every time. No, please don't. I'm trying to do an accent. Please don't. Please don't. You're going to do it right now. I can tell. You got that face like you're going to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, my gosh. Don't do it. Please don't do a Jamaican The funny part is that I wasn't going to do it. But anyway, so I guess what I'm... I'm saying is that I, I feel like, as a man, this should be your number one concern at all times. Is losing your penis. Losing your penis. You know, that's what teeth is all about. Uh, yeah. You don't, you don't want to get yourself in a position. Teeth is about so much more than that, though. But the core of that, the, the uh, back of the paperback of teeth is going to say, like, ever worried Y'all, about... teeth is this movie. <laughs> it's about vagina dentata. <laughs> Okay. Please don't say it out loud. Ooh. What? It's I can't a very... say vagina. Followed this is by, a podcast. Followed by the words dentata. So, <laughs> it's a mythical thing where a woman's vagina grows teeth and then basically eats man parts. Mm-hmm. So, and, and there's a movie about it. And I'll let you guys make your own conclusions um so that that being said this this is should but be it's not like the, this should be the number one concern it's not like the liar's wall in rome where no. you like stick your hand in there <laughs> i no vagina has ever had teeth no it's in real life of course not but the the real world equivalency of this is if you're not careful you're gonna get your dick cut off and you know like, he should know that his wife is thinking this. What's the name of the lady who cut her husband's penis off in the 90s? Um, oh, man. The one with the really bad hair. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. And, oh, and gosh. Now, and now I'm getting it all mixed up with um, with uh, Linda Tripp, Monica Lewinsky, which no. I know is not right. Oh, God, don't look. Uh, oh, 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 it's Joey but Joey... It's not Joey Buttafuoco, it's John and Lorena Bobbitt. Okay, all right. Joey um, Buttafuoco is... I don't know who Joey Buttafuoco is. 
Yeah, that's a different... Some, some other person. That's a different Google for a different day. should have gotten his penis cut off. That's a different Google for a different day. But the point is, this is a constant and real threat. That is it really? Is always, it's a you threat. No, 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 no. It's always present for every man. It, like, pay attention. Because, seriously, you should not be acting like so much of an asshole that this ever is a threat directed at you. And okay, I, okay, so here... Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to it on your phone, presumably, and you probably have Twitter, uh, tweet at monologamous and tell me whether you are worried at all times about having your penis cut off. Penis cut off or carrying a pencil in your pocket, like in case you puncture something down there. Don't want to do that. Uh, what? What would you puncture? Have you seen that whole area down there? Is I'm just saying it's kind of like a big balloon it's a big question mark yeah you don't want to get anything pointy or sharp i don't think that's how it works near that i don't think it i don't think things just fall out of the human body like that yeah okay so um <laughs> in summary um she threatened to cut my penis off if i ever cheat on her don't, i mean i think that's pretty creepy i but again like the subtext of every like conversation between any man and woman ever like wait so you're saying that every time you talk to me about something serious you're thinking oh man she's gonna haul off <laughs> go turn around and cut my penis off. i'm saying that like i have never once thought that's a good thing to do today that's what i'm saying that's a sign that our relationship is stable and healthy because i'm not imagining like cutting your penis off that's right. weird bill that's no. a low standard to live in I'm saying that if it if it gets to that point, you, you know, we'll know to quit. We'll know to quit. You're you're failing as a husband if your wife is thinking about this, and it that's judgmental. She could just be crazy. She, she could. could be a crazy. She person. could. Uh, well, dude, it. Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think if this isn't if, really if she a- meant it. This is yeah no. I, that's pretty creepy. To be serious for a second, I doubt that she actually nah, meant this. No, she was probably joking. I'm sure she was tipsy and like, don't ever cheat on me. Uh. All right. Well, with that stunning uh, version of a woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a question from the internet from a listener. Thank you, listener. Um, so I'll read the question and then we'll get started on it. Uh, question asker, who's anonymous, asks, I haven't gotten much action with my girlfriend in the last seven months. Every time we try now, there's fighting and crying, so I just stopped trying. That seemed the only way to make things, that seemed to only make things worse. I was surprised to find out that being in a relationship without sex is pretty okay. I feel like a kid again sometimes. Before, sex made things more complicated. But she wants me to keep trying, but she also doesn't want sex, and it's altogether very confusing. Um... And then he goes on to say that it it really bums me out and makes me think that we're dysfunctional and broken. So let's talk about this because I, I would say that your girlfriend, if you've been in a long term, like a long term relationship, you do hit a point where you're not boinking in between every single activity. I mean, that's just the natural way of things. Yeah. Like you just don't. You don't have time for that. Yeah, and you know, and it doesn't mean anything about your relationship because I'm sure whenever you do have it, 
that you enjoy it. I think there, I think there's two issues here. One is that your girlfriend has these really uh, emotional reactions to sex. And that's the kind of thing that all joking and silliness aside, that's the kind of thing that she might need to talk out with a, with a professional. Um, it's not the partner's responsibility necessarily to help the person who's having the trouble work it out. It's not. And I understand the concern because in our relationship, I think there have been phases where there have been periods where... We mean dry spells? Yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. And I think uh, from people who I've talked to in longer-term relationships, I think that's a very, very normal thing. And I think when it you... Also... I think when you experience it for the first time, yeah, when it's, you're, a, it's when jarring. You're in a long-term relationship for the first time, and that starts happening, it does seem like it's a really big problem. Yeah, because if you've only ever been in relationships that last six months, you probably never got to that point. Right. Or if you did, you broke up. Or even if you were in a long-term relationship that was longer than six months, you were in college, or you were. At a time in your life, you're at an age where you just wanted to hump everything, <laughs> right? So then you get older at, in the relationship and your body starts to say like, hey, now let's hold off a little bit. And that in itself is kind of odd the first time. But I feel like this is a different situation. I feel like your girlfriend seems to be having some issues with surrounding sex which seems to be I mean that's normal I think that's completely normal especially with you know the amount of I'm not saying that this happened but like the amount of sexual assault that happens or just kind of hang-ups that people generally have with sex you may not know what's going on in her head about this or you may have talked to her about it or whatever but I think that if I were her, I would probably go and talk to someone who's a third party because that takes the pressure off you and it takes the pressure off your relationship because then that becomes a separate thing that she can deal with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, not that you don't need to be supportive. Of course, be supportive. Be supportive, but there is a, I think there's a limit to what two yeah. people can fix together. And I think there is also an assumption that because you're in a relationship, yeah. together that like you must fix everything together right and if you can't like oh it's broken like we're right. not right for each other we can't fix one all of one another's problems and well this is a similar um this is a tangential point but when i get angry or when i get upset i need to kind of ruminate and be left alone and you want to help Yes. And you try to fix it. Yes, very much. And that's And that seems like a similar situation here. It is. And it's something I've really tried to learn in being together and something I don't think I learned really till we were together and together as long as we have been that. Living together. Yeah. That, you know, when there's a problem, I don't need to fix it immediately. Like, it's okay for people to be angry at you. Yeah. But growing up that was just like not something i could accept yeah you know like well i'm sure we all knew the people in college high school wherever life in general 
who broke up all the time. People who got together, had a problem, and instead of just taking it for what it was as a speed bump, just broke up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that becomes the norm somewhere along the way of the, like, dramatic relationship breakup. I think that it's... I think that the way you're going about it is fine. I think maybe don't try to have sex when your girlfriend clearly is having an emotional reaction to it. Even if she wants to try to have sex, maybe just let her know that you want to and that you want her and you love her. But that you think that she just, that you guys need to cool it just for a while until you figure out what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with cooling it. No. But I think the initiation can be the hardest part. Sure. Of knowing. There's judgment there. There's judgment there. It's like, uh. Do you not want me anymore? Right. You know, or. What have I done wrong? Right. Or the opposite end, like, why are you being like this? Like, we're just hanging out watching Netflix. Please chill. Not that Netflix and Not chill. Netflix and chill. Actually chill, please, for yeah. a second. Please chill and just Netflix. I feel like of of the two of us, you have a harder time sort of spiraling down at night. Yes. And I think that I think that being able to have those chill moments where you're not talking, you don't feel the pressure to do anything but just be with each other. That's really like one of the best things about being in a long-term relationship is being able to enjoy quiet and enjoy each other's company without having to really make it anything more. Yeah. And that sounds really dull and it sounds like we're old people, but I guarantee you we do cool things. And <laughs> I mean, we went to Iceland for our honeymoon. Yeah. Suck it. Iceland. <laughs> and then we Boom. sat we sat quietly and enjoyed each other's company inside of a freaking glacier. <laughs> Actually, we did not go to a glacier. No. but It was really cold. Yeah. <sighs> but we did do a lot of quiet hanging out in cabins by the fire mm-hmm. in places that didn't have internet. Yep. You know, maybe just take sex off the table, make it a non-issue for a while. Yeah, it it will come. It's like nat- putting in emotional band aid. Yeah, I think it's also a washed washed pot. A washed pot yeah. situation. Let's see how many idioms we can use. Yeah, <laughs> the more you wash this pot, the less you will have sex. It's really true though. The washed pot situation. Like the more you think about it, the worse it will become in your head, and the worse you'll make it. Yeah. So take sex off the table. Chill out. Go to the farmers market. You know. Indulge in legal substances. <laughs> uh, whatever. Whatever you want to do. But just chill. Because I think... I know that I do this. I turn things into a bigger deal than they need to be. And as a result, maybe, of my past or my past relationships, I immediately think that Bill's going to break up with me. And one of the best things about being married and being in an and I don't mean open marriage like we date other people, but an open conversation is that I never feel like I have to hide anything that I'm feeling. And so if if she wants to talk to you, she'll talk with yeah. you in that break point. I feel like that that's what you need to be able to talk. Yeah. Is that break. 
just so you know, you are on your second strike, and when you get your third strike, we are yeah, right. We are done. Yeah, yeah. right. So just I like know. just keep that in the back of your mind. I will. You're gonna make me live in the closet. Yeah, yeah. Keep my wife in the closet. Moving move that to the shed. Oh yeah, we do have a nice shed. Yeah. So I do have some questions that are friend related yeah, and think, or boss related. I think we can tackle uh, one of those. I think I think we have done enough healing of the like emotional deep person to person relationship that we're really known for at this point. Yeah, our and deep person to person relationship and not just our general goofiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think we've done enough of that. So yeah. I think we can really move on to solving more problems in a complex environment. This is a job interview for our marriage. Well didn't we well before it was like our board of directors mm-hmm. and yeah. now it's a job interview okay so i'm sorry it is still so q2 looking at a lot more like friend to friend peer to peer evaluation performance and now, and now we're like kaza or limewire <laughs> limewire wow mm. blast from the past and i totally destroyed my parents compact on all this because I totally destroyed my parents' compact. <laughs> you know what I mean, bruh? I was downloading all those X-rated films. I was actually downloading MP3s that I told my mom. Of, like I would... Tori Amos? Yeah. No, it was like, hey, mom, what music do you like? She was like, can you find me a Beach Boys song? I'm like, yes, mom, I'll download this for you illegally. Wouldn't it be nice if I could get away from this freaking computer? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So here is a work-related question. My boss is really, 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 really hard on people, but mostly other people. It's getting to the point that I'm afraid I'm going to snap and say something to her, and I'm thinking about maybe trying to have a calm discussion with her about the way she speaks to people before it gets to that point. Wowie, don't do that is the answer. Yeah, definitely not. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. Mm, No, maybe do it. No, Maybe you're gonna it. get fired. Yeah, but I mean, do you want the real world answer or do you want like the white knight answer? Because the real world, an- the real world answer is that it's honestly none of your business, and if she's not being super hard on you, and it's not something that you can like take to HR, then it's really not any of your business, right? I think it's kind of not your business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It, I it, would feel really weird if someone it, would have gone to my boss and been like, I've seen that you've been mean. <laughs> you've been really mean. And I have a problem with that. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there oh. going like, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Because then you're effectively throwing the other person under the bus mm-hmm. in some way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's a sticky wicket, but I think you need to just butt out. Put that sticky wicket in your butt and just shut up. That's gross. Is what you're saying. That's real gross. Mm-hmm. I wasn't implying anything about any kind of anal sex. Why is it so sticky, this wicket? It's, shut up. Oh. Shut up. Okay. We might have to scout this question. What? Why? <laughs> because of all my sticky wicket jokes. <laughs> my sticky wicketing. But I thought my my boss sticky impression wicked, wicked, was wicked, pretty... Wicked, or my, my, yeah. my telling... Tell, whatever. Your tattling employee. Yeah, I think, I think the risk of coming off as a tattletale, plus just annoying the... Sh- the ah, <laughs> curse jar. Plus just annoying the 
ever-loving crap out of your boss is I, not I the way to annoying. go about this. I think it's I think it's a little brown nosy mm-hmm. in a way. Maybe tell your coworkers to do their like freaking jobs. Hmm? How about that? Hello. <laughs> if I you're, think, if I you're think not... if it's a real problem, I think if the person is being mean, not critical. I think if the boss is being a real hard ass, then that's maybe acceptable. But if they're being cruel and mean, then the person who actually has the complaint needs to make it. Yeah, and they need to make it to HR, not to the boss, yeah. not to you. It's yeah. not your problem. Yeah, exactly. So don't do anything. Um, so let's do one more question. Okay. Let's offer some real world advice, Bill, because we have dated. You and I have dated people. Have we been offering fantasy advice before? Yes, only to dragons and elves. Yes. So I'm looking. I'm a small elf looking to date a big <laughs> dragon. Oh gosh, they need to move to somewhere with uh, elf elf dragon relationship rights. Right. Yeah, that's not acceptable in all cultures. Um. So this person says, "I've been single too long, and I want to know how to find a girl." The- I think that's that's right up our street, Bill. Yep. And the answer is: Are you ready? Stop trying so hard and get some friends yep absolutely because even if your friends don't so the problem is i i that i've heard from single friends of mine is that friends of mine don't know any single men okay that may be the case however they do know couples who also know people they do know people who know single people and they do have parties Get to know someone with a house who likes to have parties. Yeah, that's definitely your best move. It's it's not try really aggressively to meet people at bars or online. I, I'm not saying anything against um, online dating. Definitely I think, nothing against online dating. I think that's worked for a lot of people uh, that we know. and But it it's worked at a certain point of like, I'm looking for a really certain thing and I've had some relationships before and I kind of know what I like and what I don't like and I'm just looking for a way to make that process easier. And I think meeting people that you may not know via someone else, like meeting someone in a bar or meeting someone at... I don't know, a club or, or show something. or okay. show or something, you know, maybe don't put as much pressure on yourself. Like, oh, tonight's the night I'm going to meet the girl. Yeah. Because just you, talk to people. Yeah. you. How would you know that that was the person you actually wanted to be in a relationship with? And I think when you're so hyper focused on, I want to be dating someone. I need to meet a person. I need to pre- meet a person to date rather than just being open to meeting people. Yeah. Uh, in general and making friends like I guarantee you that no matter what you do for a job in your life whether you're a student or whatever there is some place that you can go to meet people in a social way that melds with your personality Mm -hmm. I mean I know people who've met people that they're dating through intramural sports leagues we know people who've dated online and who've met people that they're now like engaged to yeah online um there there's always a way for you to meet someone so i think saying you don't know how to meet someone it just means that you haven't 
explored all your avenues. It's true. But one more time, the important thing is do it very passively. Totally. It's not something, it's the same watch pot scenario. You can't yeah. stare at it and be like, why am I not with someone? Yeah, Because definitely. then you will not be. And then I think, I don't know. I, we both, we met each other when we were both in that point of like, okay, we're just not going to date anymore. Yeah, I was really actively trying I, not to be. Yeah, I was not dating. I said, okay, I've had too much crazy dating drama in the last six months. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm taking a break. Yeah. And that doesn't, and I think at some, on some level, you're going to be more confident in yourself and comfortable with yourself than nervous about how you're acting and, you know, performing in your, in your quest to be not single anymore. Yeah. I think you'll just be a lot more naturally yourself. And then, you know, and you might. And having a beer doesn't, doesn't hurt. Definitely does not. I'm not saying go get sloshed. Okay, yeah, that I'm not saying go have a picture by yourself, but you know, if you're at a party and there's someone there that you think, like, oh, I'm attracted to this person, if you've had like a glass of wine or beer or something, and you might have a little bit more of that liquid courage to be able to say to the host who you happen to know, like, hey, who's that girl over there? Could you introduce me? I I think when I met you, Bill, um, you didn't know my friends very well, but you happened to work with them. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the end there. You could have been a serial killer at oh, that yeah. point. They knew nothing about you. Yeah, they you. didn't know me very well. They invited you out and you went out and I happened to be there. You know, it wasn't a setup. It wasn't like wasn't an actual setup. Right. You yeah. know. It wasn't um, a we meet alone right. without our friends situation. Right. It wasn't a blind date. It was something that happened by chance organically. And after having done the online dating thing, I can tell you that I feel like there's just so personally for me, I feel like there's so much pressure with an online date. Because you t- you chat with the person online for a while, and then at that point you think, oh, yeah, okay, I'm ready to see them in person. But then most of the time I had nothing in common with them past what we discussed online. Right. Like you'd already run out. Of- I'd already run out of conversation. <laughs> the well was dry. <laughs> Bone dry. I mean, what was your experience online dating? Because uh, you were online dating at the same time I was. I was, yeah. Mine, I think uh, it's very different for guys and girls online. And I, um, now having known more women who have done online dating, like I feel weird about the conversations I started because I worry that I like said something really creepy to someone. I don't know that I did. And... Plenty of people. You're not really a creepy person online, though. I mean, I hope not, but you never. I think you just never know, and it, that's the thing. Like, there's, there's things come off weirdly online. Things can come off weirdly online that they never would in person. But I hey, think sweet cheeks. But I again think it's for the same reason of like I'm trying really hard. I want to date someone. You look like a person I want to date. I'm ready to date you. Here is this message to intrigue you into dating me. Yeah. And I think if you just meet a person. And that is not your aim as you start. 
you're gonna you're just starting so much higher up because it doesn't feel fake it doesn't feel yeah and let the other person have have some time too because it, it it sounds weird to say but you know i think if you had been a little more like macho like I'm gonna get this girl uh, about me. I probably wouldn't have wanted to date you. Yeah. But the fact that I had to ask you out, mm-hmm. and I kind of had the driving force there. I was like, yes, this is it. You know, <laughs> because I really took a back seat in my other relationships, and I'm not a back seat driver. I'm a front seat driving lady. Yeah, very true. You get very car sick. <laughs> But I mean, even figuratively, I like to I like to be in control. And, yeah, that's true. And the fact that you allowed me to do that without me being like an overbearing woman or whatever. Like, if you like the girl and she asks you out, don't be afraid of that. Just lean into it. Yeah, for sure. Seriously. Yeah, definitely. Because she's probably just as nervous as you are and just wants to get it over with, which is exactly the way I was. I was like, (laughs) all right, so this guy is definitely not asking me out yet, so I'm just going to do it. Be like, hey, you want to hang out? Yep. Good job. (laughs) Now we're married. On that note. This has been great. This has been. It's been good to get back to the old internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry for our absence and we will uh, try our best to be a little more consistent on the totally here on out if you want to leave us a review maybe not after this absence but maybe in like a couple (laughs) of episodes you can go to itunes leave us a review we're also on stitcher and soundcloud anywhere else you can find podcasts yeah we're everywhere so get in touch send us your questions and as always i'm kemper i'm bill and we're married we are (laughs) we're married (laughs) Hey, Margie, they're married. <laughs> <laughs>